Good evening, Mervir Abisai. We are continuing along here. Be'ezer Hashem Yisborach. In the sixth sixth chapter, Perek Vov of Chavis Alvavis Zeshara Tshuva. And in this Perek, Perek number six, Chavis Alvavis is delineating four different ways that a person can be motivated to do Tshuva. And he is doing them in descending order. Meaning in terms of the greatness of doing the tshuva, finally getting, sitting down, getting serious about doing tshuva, and doing whatever form of tshuva it is. There are many, many heights and levels of tshuva, but even the most basic tshuva, just to contemplate it, think about it, confess, do the vidui, and have remorse, all of that, those four steps, can come in different forms. And the highest level we described was a person on his own initiative. Nothing that uh, has come up, nothing catastrophic has occurred. Just he starts thinking about it and saying, you know, it's really time to do tshuva. I've been waiting too long. I've been pushing it off and up procrastination. You always think, yeah, we'll wait for the deadline. Wait for April 15th. Now it's May 15th. We've got an extension. We have to stop pushing it off. And the idea of realizing of how much good that the uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu has done for us, that itself should be a motivation to do tshuva. The second thing was that we hear it from other people. In the days of yore, Kaddish Baruch Hu sent the Nevi'im, the prophets. But their words are recorded for posterity, and we could still learn it, and we do learn it, and we must learn it. And in addition to that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu always sends people who will give over the message of Hashem. There's no generation, there's no time, there's no place that is lacking such people. Baruch Hashem, we have it, and we can listen to their messages. Nowadays, Hashem knows that uh, there are going to be times and places where there may not be an individual present in person to be there. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu has allowed the modicum of communication to spread. You can hear speakers and preachers in Eretz Yisrael and people in America could be heard in Australia and even people speaking in Flatbush could be heard in Philadelphia. I mean, all over the world. And you can hear the message and the message is being said and being spoken very loud. And it's a message to do, to, to do tshuva. The tshuva itself we're going to have to do ourselves. It's not enough just to listen to the to the message. We have to do something about it. Now we come to number three. The Hashlishi. Keshehu roya nisayin ha-boyrei v'choyzik onshoy l'misha holach b'darkei lotsas mi-aboydosei. In other words, we'll take two individuals, Ruvain and Shimon. And Ruvain sees Nebuch that Shimon, who he knows, he's an acquaintance, He's a friend, and he sees that Nebuch Shimon has had uh, his fair share of troubles in life. And he starts thinking, wow, the poor guy, Shimon, what did he do wrong? And said, listen, I know I want to be Dalekav Schus, but, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is exacting in his, in his ways. And maybe this person is such a tzaddik Shimon that it's just Yisurim Shalava, it's just to give him suffering in this world so he gets even a greater world and uh, reward in the world to come, could be. But it also could be 
that the person is being punished with some infraction that he did, some Averi that he did, maybe he did it years ago before he became this great tzaddik. There are Averis that we do in our earlier years, before we're aware of it, before we are mature enough to be careful and cognizant not to do Averis. And we're guilty for those too, we're responsible for those Averis too. So we see another person that never has, uh, has hardships in life and we're supposed to dawn upon that and reflect, you know, people do get punished. There are, there is measure for measure over here. There's me different, me the connected, me there, Kosh Baruch who does, this is not a free ride. Hashem doesn't, oh, I'll just overlook it. And we see a person, Nebuch, who gets punished, who suffers. And Ruvain, seeing this by somebody else, has to say to himself, you know, that could just as well happen to me. He's supposed to say, when he sees the Nisayin Abayir of a country, the strength of Hashem's punishment, it seems in the Chavazavavaz's case is that he knows Shimon is not exactly such a good guy. He knows Shimon has done his nice amount of Averis. And now he sees Shimon is getting punished. Yivoser boy. Here it means he'll take the heart himself, the Yoshev al Hashem, and he'll do tshuva. Ruvain will do tshuva. Why? Because he sees what punishment is all about by the other person. Now we have to explain this is not the tshuva ding being done on his own volition. He didn't start thinking and contemplating himself. It's not something the next level that he heard about doing tshuva from other people. But this is actually something that's real. It's punishment looking him in the, in the face and it's one step removed. Maybe it's too close for comfort for him. In other words, it didn't happen to him, but he sees it very clearly. And the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows Ruvain to see what's happening to Shimon or to know what's happening to Shimon is because Hashem is giving him this very clear message. When he's saying to Ruvain like this, this is like a, a the marshal once again that is being used. It's like a servant who runs away from his master. So I had enough of working for this person. It's too much already. Can't take this burden. I've had enough. I'm leaving. All of a sudden he hears about one of his fellow servants. Ooh, that guy also ran away. He ran away a few months earlier. And now all of a sudden, oh boy, I see what happened to him. He got punished for that. And he says, I don't want this to happen to me. So he returns quickly, makes an about face, goes back to his master. And he says, I want to beg your forgiveness for running away. I'm here back to serve you. I want to be your servant again to serve you. Please be Michael me. Forgive me for running away. So this level of tshuva is that the person is just doing it because he doesn't want to be the next guy. He sees Nebuch, there are people who suffer and he doesn't want to be the next guy. So he does tshuva. Even such a tshuva is acceptable. Hashem accepts such a tshuva. We understand ourselves, it's not the highest level of tshuva. But nonetheless, it's tshuva. And this is this, the marshal that's given by many, you want to really uh, 
you, you want to get a little shot in the arm to do tshuva? Go, th- go walk through a, a cancer ward in the hospital. You know, go visit patients in the hospital who are, who are uh, never suffering greatly. And what's the idea of that? Not just to be saddened and disheartened that oh, there's so much evil and bad and pain in the world, but Akash Baruch was saying, there are people who get punished. There are people who suffer. There are people who are sick and are in pain. And that is supposed to give a message to us that we have a chance now while we're still healthy and well and of sound mind to do tshuva. We could do tshuva before any punishment chas v'sholom will befall us. How do we know this is to true? It's to true. Where does the Chavis of us get this from? So, ironically, he gets it from just this past week's parasha, parasha Sacharemois. Parasha Sacharemois, Hashem says, you're going into Eretz Yisrael. And you must be careful in Eretz Yisrael. Because it's a holy place. And if you sin in Eretz Yisrael, it's not the same like sinning in Uganda. Uganda is not a holy place. But Eretz Yisrael is. And therefore, Eretz Yisrael, the land itself does not tolerate Averis, does not tolerate abominations. And the land itself will therefore spit you out like it spat out the nations that were there before you. They were exiled, and Hashem says, I'm warning you now. You're not the first people to go into Eretz Yisrael. There were many in Canaan before that. And those who did Averis there, it's a much more serious offense. There you're in the palace of the king. There you're in the palace of Hashem. And it spat them out. And that's what he, the Pesach he brings. That the land should not spit you out. When you defile it. Like it spat out the nations that were there before you. And ironically, those nations were not even Jewish. It doesn't matter. The Ramban tells us very famously in, in Parshas Lech Lecha, why was Hashem so severe against Sedaim and the other four cities that He destroyed them? He just obliterated all of them, even though Avram Avinu davened on their behalf. Why did Hashem, why was Hashem so strict? Let's face it, what did they do already? And the Chazal tell us, well, they were cruel to other people and they stole, but totally destroyed every one, last one of them. And the Ramban says that's because they were in Eretz Yisrael. Had the, these five cities been in Afghanistan, Hashem would have given them a second chance. But they were in Eretz Yisrael. So even the other nations of the world were punished more severe because they were in Eretz Yisrael. But ironically, we have to learn from them the fact that they were punished, Hashem says in this Pasuk. Take heed. Look what happened to them. They were punished because they're living in a holy land. And you as well will be like that. Meshech Chochmah says such a fascinating insight. Beshem his father. Rameyer Simcha says the name of his father. He says, Chazal, give us a marshal. Marshal of a person who eats things and you see that it just it, it, his stomach can't tolerate it. It's The, few, the food is, is spoiled, it's putrid, and he vomits it up. So you warn somebody else, you be careful with eating that stuff because you too will just it won't it won't uh, sit well with your stomach. Same thing. That's the marshal with the with Eretz Yisrael. Be careful. Eretz Yisrael is a very sensitive stomach, and if you do things in it that is 
spoiled, that is rotten, that is avarice, it'll spit you out, it'll vomit you out. So the Meshachomer says, well, you may think, look, you know, if a person, all the food he has to eat is spoiled, is rotten, his, his body becomes accustomed to it. After a while, he gets accustomed to it. So you may think, listen, we're coming, we're new on the scene. But all of the nations that were there before, I think Eretz Yisrael may have become a little bit used to these, these uh, acts of abomination. That's what the terrorist says clearly. That's not the case. You should know that Eretz Yisrael never gets used to it. Know clearly that Leisoki Eretz Eschem B'Tamach Hezem Kasher Ko Esagoy Hashor Eslofneichem Just like it spat them out, it will spit you. Like in therefore it says, Ushmartem is Mishmarti. The Pesach continues and says, Guard yourself very carefully. So here we have, this is, <coughs> this is the third level in descending order of a way that a person could get some an impetus to do tshuva. When he sees punishment befalls other people. And Nebuch, people go through a lot of pain. And there's always some element of scharvainish of reward and punishment. Even though maybe the person was a tzaddik. But Hashem is exacting and whatever happens to a person, even though part of it could be facts reward, maybe it's not even commensurate to the sin that was done, but there's always an element of punishment. And when we see a person getting punishment, we say, oh, you know, Baruch Hashem, it's not me. But Hashem says, but it could just well, just as well be you. We have the Yetzirah plays tricks on us, and the Chavetz Chaim says that sometimes we see people who die. Forget about just being punished and suffering. People who die, young people just dropping dead from some virus, some pandemic, and we think, Chavetz Chaim says, you know, you know, there's this, sort of, there's this club of people who die. I happen to be not signed up in that club, so I'm not so worried. And this is what, this is what people think. This is what the Yetzirah gets us to think. There's the Kat Mason. There's like a club of people who sort of like the Malach gets into them. They sign up for it, you know. I, I'm not signed up for that club. And, of course, that's the furthest from the truth. There's no one that's, there's no one that's safe. We all continue to do what we have to do so long as Hashem allows us life in this world. A moment of tshuva in this world is greater than all of Olam Haba. And so long as Hashem allows us to do that, one step of tshuva is, is tremendous. Chavazavavis writes somewhere else in Cheshban Anavish, he says, you might think it's a small deed, it's a small step, it's a little tshuva. He says, for you it's small, but for Hashem, it's considered enormous. He says, To Hashem it's considered enormous, every step that we take in the right direction. So here's this idea, that when we see other people who are punishing and he suffered, we should come back right away and say, Hashem, I'm ready to do tshuva. I don't want to get punished like that person. A good night.